This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. A very happy Tuesday afternoon to all of you. My name is Nate Brennan, the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. He'll be joining me in a bit here. Don't worry. we got a packed show for you. We're going to start out with something a little bit different, so make sure you hang with us. I know we've been talking Huskers all day. We'll definitely get into all of that. Mickey Joseph taken to the media today, holds a press conference, breaking down everything Nebraska football, but it is a bye week, so I'll break down all of that with the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. But for now, I need you to text me, 402-464-5685. That's the Sarder Heyman text line. Also, the Honda of Lincoln hotline. I want to hear from you because, like I said, we got a packed show. I'm going to get into my top 10 in the NFL to start out the show today because, again, no strict. He'll be here for the second hour. Don't worry. Uh, we'll have Brian Munson of On3. He's going to break some stuff down today. Again, Mickey Joseph uh, taking to the podium, talking to the media today. So we'll get all of the breakdown from him. Shootout with Strick. If Strick's around, we'll get some shootout with Strick going. If not, don't worry. As always, we'll give away $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Then at 3 o'clock, we'll bring in the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland, Talk about everything happening with Nebraska football. Lots of things to discuss. Sip will join us from on three as well. So, again, we got a packed show talking a lot of Nebraska. So, like I said, I wanted to start with some top ten in the NFL. So, we had two Monday night games last night. Turned out to be kind of stinkers, not too great. But I think we learned quite a bit from the Eagles and certainly learned a lot from the Bills. I'll get into all of that, but I'll go ahead and start you guys out with this. It's time to go over Nate's top 10 in the NFL, officially through two weeks in the NFL season. I've had a blast so far. I know you guys have too. I just love football, to be entirely honest with you. I don't care if it's college. I don't care if it's high school. I don't care if it's NFL. So we're going to break it all down. Starting at number 10, believe it or not, I've got the New York football Giants. Now, before you attack me on the text line, which I'm perfectly okay with you doing, 402-464-5685, go ahead and send me your thoughts. I know this is going to upset Thomas and Lincoln because I know he's a big Panthers fan. But listen, the NFC East has not had a repeat champion in, I believe, 12 years now. So the Eagles look pretty good. I would say they're probably the favorites after Dak Prescott goes down. But, hey, Cooper Rush gets another uh, game-winning drive. He's He started two games and has two game-winning drives, which is, which is pretty fascinating, too, because I don't even really know too much about Cooper Rush. But he's looked pretty good for the Cowboys so far. But at number 10, I got the New York Football Giants. They defeat the Panthers 19-16. to And then, again, if you guys remember week one, they start out on the road defeat the former number one seed in the AFC, Tennessee Titans. 
Saquon Barkley. Turns out that guy's still pretty good at football. Looks like he's going to be a workhorse this year for the Giants. Has 21 carries, 72 yards. Not great on the ground. Also has three receptions. So, yeah, that guy out of Penn State that we know very well in the Big Ten. Turns out that guy's still pretty good at football. So I got the New York football Giants coming in at number 10. Now at number 9, this one's going to be a little bit interesting. And I might get a little bit of pushback on this one. I've got the San Francisco 49ers. They defeat the Seahawks 27 to seven, so that that might be a little bit odd because I got a team at one and one coming in as the ninth team in the in the in the NFL. But if you guys remember, in Week One, the 49ers, led by Trey Lance, would fall to the Chicago Bears 19 to 10 in essentially a monsoon. So the Bears ended up getting a win in Week One over the San Francisco 49ers. But guess what? It is Jimmy G time. Now, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to look, but I do know one thing. Jimmy G, that guy's a winner. I don't know what's going to happen with Trey Lance. I don't know if this is going to maybe change the opinion of the San Francisco 49ers because if you guys remember, they were all in on Trey Lance. He is our guy. Somehow they convinced Jimmy G to take away his trade request. They keep him on the roster. He's got every incentive under the sun, including a win, $250,000. You play more than 25% of the snaps, $100,000. Turns out Jimmy G this year probably going to be a pretty rich man. And for what it's worth, when he came in to take over Trey Lance after he broke his ankle, 13 for 21, 154 yards in a touchdown, more of the same from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what's going on in San Francisco, but somehow, some way, turns out that guy always wins football games. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to stick with the 49ers despite being 1-1 one one at number 9. Going to go to a number, another team that sits at 1-1 one one after Week 2. That's the Green Bay Packers. Now, a terrible loss against the Vikings in Week 1 on the road. We'll talk about the Vikings here in a little bit because I got the Eagles higher up on this list. We'll get into that game. We'll break it all down from last night because that looked absolutely atrocious. Shocker, Kirk Cousins in primetime never looks too great. But I've got the, the, the Green Bay Packers at number eight. Aaron Rodgers comes back with a pretty good game. It looks like maybe starting to feel the no Devontae Adams a little bit, but, but I think he can do what he does because as Stephen A. Smith would say that's a bad man so the Green Bay Packers at number eight they defeat the Chicago Bears 27 to 10 more of the same from the Chicago Bears Justin Fields unfortunately seven for 11 70 yards passing an interception three sacks quarterback rating that'll get you a 6.7 just under seven a passer rating of 44 more of the same there from the Bears I don't think they're going to be very good this year Aaron Rodgers Pretty darn efficient. 19 for 25, 234 yards passing, two touchdowns. Did get sacked three times, but has a QBR of 61. I don't really know how to interpret that that loss against the Vikings because the Packers, for what it's worth, last year, they start out 0-1, get absolutely blown out by the Saints. Turns out they're the number one seed in the NFC. Now, the playoffs for the Packers, that's a completely different discussion. Am I taking the Packers to win a playoff game? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But I think if you have Aaron Rodgers on your roster, the two-time former MVP in the last two seasons, three in total, I'm going to take that guy to win football games. Now, the Packers, I don't really know. Running back's an interesting situation because Aaron Jones has 15 carries for an average of eight and a half. A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, only averages three and a half on the ground. Aaron Jones gets the touchdown. So from a fantasy perspective, 
I don't know which one to go at. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to give you any advice on that one, but I must say the Green Bay Packers, still a good football team, playing a fairly weak division, even though I think the Lions are a sleeper team this year. Fairly weak division. There's no doubt in my mind they probably walk out with the NFC North despite losing in week one to the Minnesota Vikings. I've got the Packers at number eight. At number seven, something that I thought I would never say in my entire life because I have been very critical of Tua Tagovailoa, I've got the Dolphins at number seven. Tyreek Hill, turns out that was a pretty good addition. But Tua against the Ravens on the road, and I've said time and time again to Eric Strickland, I don't care who you're playing in the National Football League, it is going to be tough to win on the road. Despite that, Tua goes on the road, four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, six in total. They come from behind, beat the Ravens 42-38. to The Ravens coming into this season for what it's worth with a lot of hype. Lamar Jackson, a lot to prove. They're going to get J.K. Dobbins back this week. They're outside of my top 10. Would not be surprised to see them flirt with the top 10 later on this season. So Tua, 469 yards, six touchdowns, quarterback rating of 90, and more of the same from the receiving unit. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions for 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle has the new Waddle dance that he gets when he gets a touchdown. 11 receptions, 171 yards receiving, and another two touchdowns. They got something brewing over in Miami, and I hope Jake Sorensen isn't listening right now because he'll never let me hear the end of it. Again, I never thought I'd say that I'd see the time that the Dolphins are going to be in my top 10, but listen, you start out 2-0 in the NFL. You beat the Patriots, playoff team last year. You beat the Ravens, didn't make the playoffs last year. Lamar Jackson dealing with some injury issues, but he comes back this year. Ravens are fully loaded again. Lots of buzz in the offseason, especially with Lamar Jackson fighting for that contract. Dolphins still find a way to win. 42 points in total. All right. I see you, Tua. I'll go ahead and give you Dolphins at number seven. Another team that I never thought I would say in the top ten, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now Jalen Hurts goes from outside of the 15 range to MVP voting. Now top five in odds. I don't know if I'm sprinkling money on Jalen Hurts quite yet. I still have my doubts. Now I did say that Carson Wentz was the better quarterback before the season started. I'll probably go ahead and take that one back. You guys got me on that one. But on Monday night, they defeat the Vikings 24-7 at home. More of the same from Kirk Cousins. My God, 27 for 46, 221 yards received, 220 yards passing, excuse me, one touchdown, three interceptions, all in crunch time, very inopportune times. That's more of the same that you get from Kirk Cousins. I believe now he's 1-10, 1-11 in Monday night primetime games. Now, don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact number. I don't know the exact statistic. But, hey, we all know the narrative around Kirk Cousins. Not very good in primetime, especially on Monday night. But the Eagles, for what it's worth, they get the job done. Jalen Hurts, one touchdown passing, 330 yards on through the air. Also runs for 57 yards, an average over five yards a carry, scores two on the ground, takes it himself. The Philadelphia Eagles are rolling, and like I said, usually when it comes to the NFC East, you don't have a repeat champion. That might be the case again this year. The Cowboys win it last year. No Dak Prescott rolling with Cooper Rush. An impressive win against the the former AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. 
And I think the smart money is probably on the Eagles right now. I have them coming in at number six. And now I might have this team a little bit low, so I'll, I'll, I'll see what you guys think. I've got the Buccaneers at number five. Now, I for what it's worth, I saw ESPN had them at number three. They do start the season 2-0. Something about this Buccaneers team doesn't seem the same. Chris Godwin obviously doesn't start out the season. Mike Evans, he's going to be suspended for a couple games as well with that tough uh, a fight that broke out against the Saints. But the Buccaneers still do get the win on the road. You guys know how I feel about road games in the NFL. Any win on the road in the NFL is a good win. 20-10 to 10 is your final score for the Tampa Bay. And I think we're starting to see it. Now, I, I don't know if it's going to be a complete and total collapse. I don't know if it's going to be falling off the hill, falling off the clip. Tom Brady, 18 for 34, 190 yards passing. That's an average pass of five and a half yards. One touchdown through the air, does get sacked once. Quarterback rating of 31. Now he's going to be without Chris Godwin. Now he's going to be without Mike Evans. Still has Julio Jones, which has looked okay to start out the season. And they pick up Cole Beasley today through the waiver wire. I don't know. There's something about this Buccaneers team, and I'm trying not to come off biased because you guys know how I feel about this. Again, we have seen history show every single elite quarterback at some point in time, if they keep playing and they keep going, it will happen. It happened to Peyton Manning. It happened to Brett Favre. It happened to John Elway. It happens to all of these quarterbacks that keep playing. Now Tom Brady stood the test of time. I'll give it to him. He's 45 years old, and he's playing way better than I would even in my athletic prime. But it always happens. I think we're starting to see it. It'll be interesting to see how the Buccaneers play in that division because like Strick and I said before the season, the Saints are one of my sleeper teams. Chris Olave looks good. Michael Thomas is back in the fold as well. Janus Winston, for what it's worth, not throwing as many picks this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the Buccaneers fall in that division. But they are 2-0, so I'll go ahead and put them at fifth. A team that I wasn't as high on this season. I know a lot of people are, especially people that follow the AFC West closely. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. No, not the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get to them in a little bit. I've got the Chargers. Justin Herbert, he's still pretty good at football. It'll be interesting to see what he does in the playoffs because up until this point, he still has not won a playoff game. Now he's still young. It's going to take some time. They do get a win at Vegas against the Raiders in week one. Looked pretty dominant. The Raiders tried to make a push there at the end, but the Chargers do come out on top 24-19. And this is where it gets really interesting because when you're playing in the AFC West, that loaded of a division who the Raiders now sit at 0-2. They were my dark horse coming into this season. I still think they'll pick it up. Things are going to start coming along. Devontae Adams looks good to start out the season. Derek Carr is still pretty good. Some very odd fumbles from Hunter Renfro. He fumbles twice in their loss I don't think you're going to expect to see that too often now. Their offensive line, not great. Defense, not great. I still think they got a high-powered offense between Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller. I think the Raiders will be fine. But these divisional games, if you're the Los, if you're the Los Angeles Chargers, you got to win. Now, I understand it's on the road in Arrowhead against Kansas City. And Kansas City, one of the best teams in the NFL. But, hey, listen, if you're the Chargers, this is your breakout year. This is the year that you come out and you show up to the table. You're a serious Super Bowl contender. Hey, you got to beat good teams and you got to beat them on the road. They do fall to the Chiefs 27-24. to Justin Herbert, late interception to seal the deal in that one. The Chargers will be fine. 
They'll be a playoff team. What it's going to come down to is who wins this AFC West division. Is it going to be the Broncos, who have not looked great to start out the season? It'll take some time for them to get developed, especially with Russell Wilson, now their quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, oh yeah, turns out that guy's still pretty good at football. So is Justin Herbert. So it'll be interesting to see where the Chargers filter out of all of this. Keenan Allen looks like he will be back this week. That might have played into the role. Mike Williams goes off, by the way. I hope you were starting him in fantasy. Unfortunately, I was not. Uh, I had him on my bench. Probably not my smartest decision. The Chargers will be fine. Let's take a look at the upcoming games, their upcoming schedule. They'll face off against the Jaguars at home, on the road against the Texans, on the road against the Browns before they host the Broncos in a showdown. That'll be an interesting game because, again, that AFC West, that's where you separate the men from the boys. Chargers have a pretty easy schedule moving forward. I would expect them to be at solidified at number four, possibly moving up. The Rams... I got it number three. Now, this is an interesting one because they get absolutely shelled by the Bills at home to start out the season on Thursday night football. But, hey, listen, I'm going to ride with the Super Bowl champions. Cooper Cup, still the best receiver in football. I haven't moved on from that. Allen Robinson taking him a little bit to kind of get into the groove, understand Matt Stafford's playing style, all that good stuff. Don't really know what's going on at running back Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, splitting time, bit of an odd situation. I don't know who to start in fantasy. Again, don't ask for my advice in that situation. But I've got the Rams at I, I've got the Rams at three. Again, when you when you win the Super Bowl, you're gonna get the benefit of the doubt. Now, for what it's worth, they really did not look great. Uh, this past Sunday, barely getting by the Falcons. They were up big in that one. Cooper Cup does what Cooper Cup does, scores two touchdowns through the air. The Falcons make a little bit of a run there at the end. Marcus Mariota throws a pick, kind of seals the deal. That's uh, that's what Mariota does. But the Rams, Matt Stafford, gets back on his winning ways, 272 yards passing, three touchdowns, does throw two picks, but his quarterback still sits at 80. Like I said, the running back room, a little bit odd. Daryl Henderson runs for 10 carries. Averages four and a half yards per carry. Cam Akers coming off that injury. 15 carries. Averages three yards a carry. Daryl Henderson does get the touchdown. I'm not understanding how the running game is going to work out this season. If you know, please tell me so I can adjust my fantasy roster. But looks like the Rams are going to be fine. They do eventually get the win in this one. And I think the Rams ultimately will be okay. Again, they're the reigning Super Bowl champions for a reason. Still have a solid defense. Still have a solid offense. Both sides of the line look great. I'm going to roll with the Rams. They do get the benefit of the doubt simply because they are the defending Super Bowl champions. I'll go ahead and admit that. At number two, probably no surprise who number one and number two is going to be. Number two, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if you were one of those people that said Patrick Mahomes might not look as good against Tyreek Hill without Tyreek Hill. I would probably recommend rescinding that statement. Turns out Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, Still the best quarterback in football. I don't think that's going to be handed down anytime soon. In the win against the Chargers, he throws for 235 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback rating of 66. Also, the run game looks good in Kansas City. They run 18 times for an average carry of five yards of play. Now, Patrick Mahomes, the week before, he would end up throwing for four touchdowns. Excuse me. He would end up throwing for five touchdowns, quarterback rating of 93 Passer rating 144. I think this might end up being a two-man race to see who gets the MVP. Both of them coming out of the AFC. Listen, as long as you got Patrick Mahomes on my team, I don't care who you're throwing to. I don't care if it's Sky Moore, the rookie. I don't care if it's McCole Hardman. 
You still got Travis Kelsey. You bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. He looks pretty good. Valdez Scantling also looks good. So all you Chiefs fans out there, take a deep breath. Take a sigh of relief. The Chiefs started out slow last year, picked it up towards the end. Listen, you got Andy Reid. You got Patrick Mahomes. This team is going to be there at the end, and it'll set up for a very AFC championship game, in my opinion, because I'll go ahead and switch over to number one, and we're going to tie this all in for full circle. It's the Buffalo Bills. That shouldn't surprise anyone, especially after last after last night, I should say. My God, 41-7. to They defeat the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, I have no idea why you get rid of A.J. Brown. If you ever have a top five receiver in the NFL, I think you should keep him, especially when your quarterback is the definition of mediocre. You have to get him weapons. When you're loading the box, Derrick Henry, not looking like the same old Derrick Henry this year. Coming off an injury, they're loading the box. You don't have those outside weapons that you had a year before. Robert Woods is the number one receiver. Eh, I'll take A.J. Brown in that scenario. The Titans don't look great. After having the number one overall seed in the AFC last year, and that's going to be why I have the Bills at one. So through the first two games, you blow out the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions 31-10 to on the road. Josh Allen absolutely dominant. Then you follow it up last night. Stephon Diggs decides, I'm going to score three touchdowns on my own. The Bills win again 41-7. to Two statement wins. Number one seed in the AFC. Defending Super Bowl champions. Oh, yeah. Step aside. We're the Buffalo Bills. We have Josh Allen. We have Stephon Diggs. This team's going to be pretty good. I will say if there's one thing to harp on when it comes to Buffalo Bills, eh, I think you need to get the running game going. But that'll do it for my top ten. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll get into it throughout the entire season. I'll keep breaking things down. But now what we've all been waiting for. That's the top ten in the NFL. Bills won. Chiefs two. Probably to no surprise. But... Now we're going to get into some Nebraska talk. A lot of things happening, a lot to discuss, and we're going to bring in Brian Munson to do it all. It'll be up next on The Block.